Welcome to the Berkhamsted Spotlight, Berkhamsted School's podcast channel. Join our weekly guests from inside the classroom to behind the scenes of our day-to-day activities through to life beyond Berkhamsted School. Find out what it's really like to be part of our remarkable community. Remarkable community indeed. In this episode of the Berkhamsted Spotlight, we're talking to Laura Knight and Hannah Butland about teaching and innovation at Berkhamsted. We're going to discuss the impact that innovation has for students and what parents can expect in terms of digital learning. But first of all, Laura and Hannah, how are you both today? Yeah, hi. Uh, yeah, I'm having a great day. I have taught a lesson on the Peasants' Revolt to Year 7, which they absolutely loved. Okay. And the sun's shining, so that's good. And Laura? Yeah, hi, I'm Laura. Um, I've had an interesting morning so far. We've been doing some uh, digital society and ethics work with Year 9, which is fascinating and a delightful school lunch. So yeah, we're winning. Hannah, tell me more about that Peasants' Revolt. What's going on there? <laughs> Oh no, now I feel like I'm in a history exam. Um, Well, I tell you what's been going on today, which actually has been great, is we've started by looking at the state of democracy uh, in the modern age uh, before we go back and compare it and contrast it uh, to what was happening in the medieval age. So actually what's been great for me today is is less actually of the Peasants' Revolt and more of what Year 7 think about the current state of UK democracy. But I think that might be a whole other podcast. Oh yeah, you could do a whole podcast series, I think, on the state of UK democracy. (laughs) Okay, but in this episode, we're going to be looking at innovation and tech in the classroom. But before we do that, something we always like to ask, could you just tell us a little bit about yourselves, you know, how long you've been at the school and what it is that you both do at the school? Yes, absolutely. Should I dive in? Yeah, so um, I have been at uh, Berkhamsted for, this is my 11th year here. Um, I came to the school as head of modern languages. I'm, uh, there's the bell. I'm a French teacher by training, actually, but I've moved into working with technology uh, over recent years. And so I've been director of digital learning now for sort of full-time for six years. I spend quite a lot of time working on digital strategy and training staff, and I also support our pastoral teams and safeguarding teams in terms of digital well-being and safeguarding as well. Mm -hmm. And I also have a sort of family connection with the school. I came here as a child, so I know it very well. Uh, My son is at the school in year three at the moment, and my mum taught here for 25 years. So I'm kind of part of the furniture in a lovely way. Okay, and Hannah? So I'm the Deputy Head for Teaching and Innovation. I've been here, this is now my third year, and I am essentially responsible for most of what happens in the classroom. So uh, I head up all of our teacher training, I head up all of our CPD. The best bit about my job is that I spend a lot of time observing lessons and and going in and having a look at what happens in the classroom and thinking about how we're going to move forward with what we're doing in that time. Um, And working with with trainee teachers is is a really uh, lovely part of my job as well. I work very closely with Laura because a lot of what we do uh, in the classroom these days is now digital uh, and a lot of the innovation that we do is, is digital, but, but a lot of the innovation is also related to other areas, um, things to do with metacognition or pedagogy as well. I also line manage um, seven of the academic departments here, so um, I get to know those really well. So um, I do science, computer science, other departments, um, and, and kind of work with them to help organise and manage their teams. Now, you just mentioned a couple of things there. I just want to clarify so that if I was a parent listening to this episode right now and didn't know what CPD was, can you just give us in a snapshot what that is? 
Yeah, so CPDs are continuing professional development. So that's all of the training uh, that we do here in school. Some of that's uh, statutory that we have to do. So Laura's already mentioned uh, safeguarding, for example. Uh, some of it is is what we choose to do. And uh, some of it teachers have to do because um, it fulfills part of our strategic priorities. But there's also a lot of flexibility. So teachers can decide which areas of their professional life they'd like to develop. And we're really lucky here at Berkhamstead because there's a huge range of opportunities that to allow staff to perhaps do postgraduate uh, study, to do uh, additional teacher training, whether they want to take part in research projects. And, and my job is to coordinate and support all of that. Okay, and you also mentioned metacognition. Tell me what that was. Uh, So metacognition is really uh, thinking about thinking. And so the idea is that it's encouraging students not just to learn the facts and and, and Mm -hmm. the knowledge, but to think about how they're learning them. And it's tied in with helping them to become independent learners and and, and sort of regulate their own learning. So, So getting them to reflect on their weaknesses and then thinking about what are the best strategies I can use to improve those weaknesses and therefore move my learning on. Now, Laura, in a moment, I'm going to come to you. But before we do that, Hannah, can you just tell us a little bit more about the culture of innovation at Berkhamsted, in particular before COVID and how the pandemic then changed your approach to it? Yeah, so I think, I mean, as I said earlier, I've been here three years and I think walking through the door my first day was really obvious, the the cultural shift that I was experiencing in coming to Berkhamstead. I think it's, Berkhamstead is is quite unique, actually, amongst the schools that I've certainly worked in, in being really innovative. You know, a lot of schools will say they're really innovative, but but we really are. And so what you had, the culture is lots of little conversations happening between staff about innovation, I guess what might be known as kind of water cooler moments mm-hmm. um, where you can you overhear staff having having conversations about what they can do and how they can improve I think reflection is really built into the culture here at Berkhamsted we're really encouraged um, at every level to think about what am I doing am I doing it in the best way possible what is the impact of what I'm doing on the students that are in front of me how do I need to develop further to really get the most out of those students and Laura I believe that Berkhamsted was was very well prepared for lockdown and of course you had to make sudden changes at very short notice but what changes did you put in place what plan did you have in place to make sure that everything continued to flow smoothly for all the students so we were very fortunate that the plans that we had in place for sort of IT development and our strategy uh, in terms of platforms and devices and skills Mm -hmm. actually really lent itself to quite a swift pivot for staff and for students into home-based teaching and learning. Um, So we put a lot of time and effort into reflecting on uh, devices. In in recent years we've moved away from a a bring your own device strategy to a provision strategy where we actually provide students with a Surface, a Microsoft of surface and we were so glad in fact that we had done that because it, it put us in such a strong position to be able to help students access really high quality teaching and learning from that very initial first lockdown moment. Now there are a couple of I think it's fair to say some fairly hairy weeks before <laughs> lockdown started mm-hmm. uh, when we knew that there was something tricky on the horizon and we the, actually the point that we were really fortunate to be at a point where 
our biggest challenge right then was staff training and making sure everybody could go home confident and comfortable with the tools that they have so that they could deliver their teaching and learning um, for those students to the standard that they wanted to. And so we put in lots of support, we put in lots of extra training just to help people you know, really leverage those tools because no matter how confident you are with the tech physically in the classroom with the students in front of you, it is a different ball game when you're at home and everybody is remote. So we had to reflect on all sorts of details, lots and lots of details in that space, thinking about managing pace, thinking about managing sort of communication, thinking about how you get students to collaborate, all sorts of strategies for getting the best, if you like, from, from them, and managing time, all of those kinds of things too. So, so that was a really useful period beforehand, but yes, it certainly was quite busy, I think it's fair to say. Mm. Uh, but then we were really, really pleased with how quickly everyone settled in, uh, actually, to those new routines. And a lot of that was thanks to the mechanics, the nuts and bolts of what we had in place with that layer of training and support on top. So it sounds to me like it's almost more about how you manage the people. And I, I don't mean manage in a traditional work sense, but how you how you help the staff and how you help the people. Oh, absolutely. The school, as yeah, opposed absolutely. to the tech. Yeah, the tech is just a tool in a toolbox. Mm. And uh, I mean, you know, you, you can <laughs> you, you can have the wrong tool in the right hands and it makes no you know difference whatsoever. So it's really about making sure that the people are culturally comfortable and practically comfortable and um, I suppose that, that everyone's moving in the right direction together and mm. it's also really important and we, we were very proud at the time of a I and mean, this is even before Covid but of having a culture where it was perfectly okay for everyone to ask for help and to say actually hey I'm not, not so confident with this and I could use a bit of input on it and to, to ask good questions and we felt very strongly that when we were thinking about device strategy failing forwards was a key part of how we introduced Introduce innovation that taking risks is important trying new things out is important and for people to find that actually things sometimes do go wrong that's totally okay but you learn from that experience and you move forwards with it mm. um, and so that kind of enabling and empowering culture was was really fantastic so yeah we were very proud of our staff actually really super proud of our staff and our students they did brilliantly Failing forward, you said. That's an interesting phrase. I've not heard that one before. Tell me a little bit I, more about that. Oh, I stole that from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, I, I'm quite happy to confess where I stole it from. It's not really stealing when it's other people's good ideas. It's sharing, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Uh, sharing so, distribution. Yes, all. yes. Mm. Um, and so one of the things that we did when we were working on digital device strategy before we got to the stage where we were handing devices to students is we did a really comprehensive um, sort of research piece of work um, about the best things that were happening in other independent schools. We wanted to go and see what other boarding schools were doing, what other day schools were doing, and how we could learn from the pathways that they'd been on so that we wouldn't have to repeat their mistakes, but also get the best of the sort of wisdom that was out there. And we're really fortunate to have some wonderful colleagues who've helped us along that road. And um, we're thrilled to be able to share best practice with them. And actually, I think that failing forwards comment came from some colleagues in another school in Canada, actually, um, okay. who were supremely encouraging and had, were just, um, they'd been working with the sorts of devices that we were using for a little while longer than us. And one of the things that they said that worked brilliantly for them was about how we can um, make failing 
a totally acceptable learning experience rather than people feeling like every new thing they try is super high stakes so Mm. and that's really important for professionals who are supremely confident with their course materials for example and their subject knowledge you hand them new tools to use and that that can be a challenge so it's really empowering to help people feel good about experimentation i think if i can just jump in there you know i mentioned metacognition earlier and actually Mm. One thing that I've loved about this whole process is everything that Laura has just said there about professionals failing forward and learning to take risks and and learn from mistakes. They're the things we want our students to have. And actually, one of the messages I really wanted staff to, to get was one of the reasons it's okay to, to, to make mistakes and not quite get it get it right, even in the classroom when students are in front of you, is that's actually a perfect modelling to a student of how you know, even your teacher gets things wrong, your teacher's trying new things, and they're not getting in a flap about it. They're, they're calmly going about their job, fixing the mistake, finding the solution. That's what we want you to do when you get stuck in maths, um, when you, uh, you know, c- can't read a particular passage in English. Mm. Um, so this was not only helping us innovate, but it was also helping us teach our students how to learn. And the key message was, if you get in a class and you don't know what to do, ask some of the students can they help you out let them teach you because that also empowers them in this whole kind of digital rollout which is what we what we needed we're all in this together we need to work as a team don't be afraid to 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 admit that that you need a bit of help learning from the learning I, I love it and they also say don't they that the best way to learn is to teach so that's exactly what's going on there as well Hannah tell me a little bit more about innovation in the school and what impact it has for the students and their learning I mean, the first thing to say about about innovation is we, we don't want any gimmicks here. So um, th- there are quite a lot of, of people who I think would, would say, oh, well, you know, innovation often ends, ends in gimmicks, but that's not what we've got here. So every, all the innovation we do is research-driven and, okay. and research-led. So um, we're quite lucky here, again, that we have Dr. Cutler, who is our head of research. So we have someone whose job it is to engage with the latest educational research. That underpins the innovation um, that, we, that we then do. So then in terms of answering your question, the impact on students is that it means we're not doing you know what teachers were doing five or ten years ago we're right at the forefront of bringing educational research into the classroom so on something like digital learning or metacognition our students really are putting into practice what professors in universities have concluded as part of their educational um, research so all of that stuff about metacognition encouraging them to think through their learning strategies to recognize there isn't just one way to revise there's several mm. different strategies and, and and try out which one works for you we've got some evidence on which ones are more likely to be successful you, you know reflect on that and use the right method going forward is just one example of how using that research and that innovation in the classroom can help in terms of the tech what the tech's opened up to us is a whole range of multimedia resources that weren't necessarily easy to use um, for, for, for staff or for, for students so so now in a lesson I can easily switch between showing them video clips listening to snippets of podcasts getting them to do some internet research them annotating resources so we've brought greater variety into the classroom but again crucially we've brought it in where we know it works not where it looks sparkly new and pretty and all of this sounds like great for teaching and learning right now but how do you see this helping students later in their lives 
again, what I've been saying to students is look at COVID, look at how your teachers have had to adapt quickly and innovate and learn new things. And you are going to have to do that, whether you become a teacher, a lawyer, an accountant, someone working media, whatever it is you go into, you know, you should have seen from COVID how learning doesn't stop when you leave university. We've all had to learn to to carry on being teachers. You will have to keep learning. And, And so we really do have a message of kind of lifelong learning here. And so thinking about all of those skills and and thinking about that reflection and we talk to students here about professional reviews and appraisals and say you know all the reflection you're doing here and thinking about your mistakes and and setting yourself targets that's going to carry on into your Mm. professional life and that kind of attitude is going to make you really appealing to future employers if you are someone who can take risks reflect train adapt for me it's it's in those skills that we're really benefiting students interesting it's really good to hear this Laura, tell me a little bit about the teachers in the school. How do you make the best use of the tools that you have in school uh, available to them when they're going through a training programme? There are a number of approaches that we've taken. When we're launching something new to the whole staff, Mm. we make sure that we address everybody and make the the mission very clear Um, because it's really important to us that the purpose of innovation is absolutely crystal clear to the people who are delivering on our ideas. But then we make a real point of differentiating our training experiences and um, for our staff so we've got some staff who are superb in terms of confidence and abilities and that kind of thing creative skills when it comes to digital media and there are others who have found that more challenging or found the application of it perhaps they needed some extra input uh, or examples and so we've made sure that we have adapted to everybody's needs rather than sitting down in a hall with um, hundreds of people and just talking at them so we Mm. try to make our training experiences and our access as interactive as possible and offer lots and lots of support to staff we also think so this isn't just about one person leading it so one of the things that we have worked on in the past uh, year or two has been launching something called the digital innovation unit um, which is a fantastic group it's not a committee definitely not a committee (laughs) that sounds far too dry Um, it's a really dynamic and buzzy interesting uh, group of people across the whole Berkhamsted schools group actually who are working from reception right up to sixth form who all engage actively with digital technologies for education and get together every couple of weeks to chat about progress to chat about innovative innovative ideas Mm -hmm. Um, and also we, we pilot new things together for example so if there's a new project that we are reflecting on before we launch the staff the digital innovation unit will try some stuff out first and see what they think so there's there's a number of channels for uh, that kind of growth if you like we also have a, a kind of quite high level group called the it strategy group who lead on the sort of big picture decisions um, and so that group works really hard on the quality of those decisions and making sure that we are um, reflecting on the research we're thinking very carefully about finance and we're, we're thinking um, with an eye very much on the future to make sure that our decisions are sustainable too so i think staff feel confident that decisions are well thought through and researched Mm -hmm. um, and then very well supported when it comes to the delivering of them all of this growth sounds pretty exciting actually especially in a school environment where a lot of people might not necessarily expect there to be that kind of growth in the world of innovation and tech but tell me a little bit about the plans for the future then within the school 
So we are currently doing some wonderful work, as I think we've sort of already discussed, around devices. And continuing to deploy devices to students is definitely at a core core part of our current strategy. We've very recently started providing one-to-one devices for younger students, so from year five upwards. And we're just exploring the best use and the best means if you like of putting devices in front of students who are just that little bit younger Uh, because we want to make sure that the experiences that students have right from reception upwards are Mm -hmm. consistent and meaningful um, and that the skills that they're learning kind of increase year on year so there's definitely a continuing strategy in terms of the device piece but the device is only a part of it we also want to continue to leverage the software that we're using so one of the things that we get very excited about and we could do a whole episode about is OneNote. OneNote and Microsoft Teams have been absolutely transformative for us at Berkhamsted and we are, we'll continue to make sure that that tool is well used and imaginatively and creatively used to engage students and to make sure that they are doing their very best with their learning. Now there is also some jazzy things in the mix um, and so we want to make sure that Uh, There are opportunities for students to engage with the latest technology. And so one of the pieces of work the Digital Innovation Unit is currently doing is around augmented reality and virtual reality and thinking about the place for those things in education. And I think this is actually worth just pausing on for a second because some schools have gone very quickly with AR and VR in Mm -hmm. the curriculum. It's very worthwhile noting that with innovation, sometimes you have to hit pause. So um, I am a big fan of AR and VR in education, but we haven't yet made the leap into investing in in a serious way because the content hasn't yet been there for engaging students. So we're just waiting, we're biding our time a little until there's a richer offering for students in terms of teaching and learning, because we don't want those beautiful shiny headsets to just gather dust because they're not as useful as they could be yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we're just hanging fire on that, but I definitely think that AR and particularly, particularly augmented reality has such a useful potential place really from early years upwards actually it's um it's a fantastic tool for enriching learning and bringing opportunities to life we're also looking at immersive experiences covid has definitely brought to light the challenges around travel and so for example we're currently looking at how we can bring immersive experiences to our chinese language learners and uh, look at visits for example which wouldn't currently be possible which we can actually do in a 3d kind of way with students in the classroom so that would be really cool sounds amazing it really does and, and a long way from those schools that may just get a few VR headsets because it looks quite good in a glossy prospectus. We're, we're looking for meaningful and purposeful. I'm, mm. I'm, I bang on about that, I think, somewhat. So. <laughs> OK, we're coming towards the end of this podcast recording now. But Hannah, I'd love to ask you, uh, Laura, I'm going to ask you the same thing as well in a minute. What have you changed your mind about in the past couple of years? Well, I suppose on that, I, I, if I'm going to be brutally honest, I was not much of a techie before I arrived. And, and actually, you know, I did a presentation to staff once I'd been converted, where I admitted that at home I, I still had a CD player. Um, I still don't have Netflix. I absolutely resent a Kindle and only read kind of proper books. And so my big change has been seeing how actually transformative tech can be and really valuable it can be. And, and, and as Laura says, meaningful and purposeful. I was very sceptical about schools who sold kind of jazzy bits of kit and and had sort of one or two classrooms kitted out for for digital teaching and here I, I have 
change my mind about how transformative tech can be when it's it's done well when it's it's consistently applied when staff are well trained when students have bought into it so I think for me that that's really where I've changed my mind and of course that was I felt like that even before Covid and Covid's come along and, and shown that we were absolutely on the right track before a lot of other schools um, and, and we really benefited from that so so yes I've, I've gone from sceptic to, to evangelist I would say <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> that, that is one conversion. Laura, what would you say? What have you changed your mind about? I was just going to see if I could take at least some of the credit for that yeah, yeah, conversion. Okay. Um, my evangelism skills have probably yeah, have improved. Um, actually, I think my conversion has actually been around brands. And I don't know whether this is a bit contentious. I used to spend a lot of time advocating for Apple devices and loved them. The, the beautiful shininess, the lovely design, the wonderful functionality. Um, but really interesting how in recent years, Microsoft's educational offering has just skyrocketed in terms of quality of experience um, and the device choice, all of that kind of thing. So actually, I I changed my mind about Microsoft. I used to be a real snob, um, an Apple snob, I have to say. Um, And now I'm far more open-minded, I think, about the, the brands that are in that space. And then lastly, for each of you, what's been your remarkable moment at Berkhamsted? Oh, well, I, and there have been quite a lot. But I think given the theme of this podcast, what I'd, I'd certainly say is, you know, a lot of people have said to me, gosh, you must have had a really busy, stressful kind of 18 months. And actually, f- for me, the busiest bit was was before most people were really worrying that much about COVID kind of back in February time when we were trying to game out um, what we thought would happen and, and put plans in, in place. And my most remarkable moment was on that Monday when we opened as a digital school, I kind of sat there bracing myself for an inbox that was going to be filled with teachers saying it's not working I can't do it or Mm. students saying I can't access what I need to access and it was just silent and I just sat there on that Monday morning and nothing came in and it was really difficult because you know unlike a school one of the best bits about the job is walking around and seeing what's going on and, and hearing the buzz of the classroom when you're at home you don't do that and, no. and that first day that was always quite disconcerting thinking no one wants me no one needs me there's nothing going on everything is just happening as we had planned and for me that was a remarkable moment that also meant I got a good night's sleep for the first time in a few weeks that sounds fantastic <laughs> Laura tell me yours so I'm gonna have two because I'm a bit greedy about this so, so um <laughs> the the first one is the sort of the the, the, the technological one, if you like. I remember bracing myself when we'd sent out the first announcement letter to parents about launching our digital device provision programme. Mm-hmm. And I was really kind of braced for a barrage of concerns and complaints and worries um, from our parent body. And I was beyond delighted when we got the tiniest handful of queries back. And it was it was, it was such a lovely experience uh, to, to feel that actually our, our parent body was so supportive and so with us and could understand what we want to achieve. And yeah, that was really a lovely feeling. The other one is, is tradition at its finest point. I think I will always have fond memories of when the Queen came to visit in 2016 to help mm. us celebrate or to mark the, the celebration of our 475th anniversary. That was a, a beautiful day. Well, we need to bring this to a close in a moment, but for anyone who's heard anything and might have a follow-up question, might want to get in touch, what's the best way for them to do that? So you can check out berkhamstead.com, which is our school website, and there is a sort of uh, contact form on there. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Knight, or you can find both of us on LinkedIn. And yeah, do get in touch. Well, look, Laura, Hannah, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been great to hear all about innovation and tech in the school. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. 
And that was Laura Knight and Hannah Butland talking teaching and innovation in the classroom at Berkhamsted. Thank you both of you for coming on to this episode. Don't forget to check out the school on berkhamsted.com if you have any questions or you can follow Laura on Twitter by searching at Ask Laura Knight. And also don't forget that if you're not following this podcast channel yet then now's the time to do so because then when the next episode's released you'll get a small notification just to let you know that it's available which means that you won't miss it. But that's for the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode and we'll look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.